Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Happy Redemption Thursday, friends. Here we go. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew is keeping close eye on the proceedings from a distance. Soon the graphic will be up. We will get to the picks. Brought to you by Metro Deli in a moment. But let's settle in. Getting excited about this football game. Getting very excited about this football game. Interesting, by the way, on a day that is dedicated primarily to uh, a lot of the sporting guys and gals out there for the entirety of NFL and college. And, of course, we welcome in Major League Baseball's playoffs starting tomorrow. What a good time, right, as we begin to see it all bubble up, man. Hockey starts. Ready to roll with that. I know that's on the back burner for most, but uh, our bolts getting set here. Is that tomorrow? Uh, next week is when it starts. Season starts, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah last yeah. they're doing they're going through their preseason national broadcast to get through the bugs. Yeah, so that is happening now. The NBA is what twelve days away as well, and then you have oh, it's crazy. All right, yeah. yeah. No, I'm excited. I am. I know your house is. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we watch. Your um, young men love the hell out of the NBA. It's done a lot for me, by the way. I, you know, my my love. I love college basketball. I'm a college basketball guy. Have been for a long time. I like the NBA, and through periods of my life, there were times that I absolutely adored it. Growing up, especially, I loved the NBA. I didn't even care about college basketball as a kid. I watched the NBA every week. Um, the Sunday game, the Saturday game, I couldn't wait. Uh, those great Celtics Lakers rivalries and all that. I loved it. But then, you know, I got into all the sports that I was playing at that time. And so you just didn't have time. I was playing football, basketball, baseball, tennis, and soccer, and track, and all that. You just never had time. I was just too busy playing sports. And then, you know, it kind of waned for a while, came back around for a while, then it waned again. And that's kind of the NBA for me throughout my life, right? The best thing when you when you have kids, there's a lot of great things, but it, it, as it pertains to sports, is it's fun to watch them playing sports, but also what do they get into? Like, I didn't try to push them into anything. I just wanted to see what they liked. And obviously, sports are on in my house all the time. And so they know what their dad's watching, right? And so I, early on, I, when, when they're really little and they can't do anything, you're just sitting there watching games with them is what you're doing, you know? And a, a lot of the time. And Bryce, for whatever reason, my oldest, he's just always loved the NBA. Always. And now he's a junkie. Like, he, he, yesterday he says to me it, when I get home from work, Hey, when does uh, Inside the NBA start, Dad? When it, I said, it's on already, man. The show's on now. You can find NBA shows almost year-round if you want. He goes, we should watch that. I was like, no, no, you you can watch that. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. I'll watch games with you when the regular season starts. Son, it's called Google. You know it. Yeah, just pull it up. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so he, he comes back an hour later because apparently he went in his room and watched it. And he goes, you know, they think the Clippers are the odds-on favorite. Dad. He loves the Clippers because of Terrence Mann. Loves it. And he has a Terrence Mann jersey, loves Terrence, just thinks he's hung the moon, which is a good guy to like. 
So I love that his love for that team comes by way of Florida State. And he begs me to go to every Florida State basketball game. He's a basketball junkie. So it's kind of rekindled my love to watch the storylines in the NBA because of how excited he gets. And he plays the 2K game all the time. He beats my ass. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm out here with, like, the all-time great Celtics, the all-time great Lakers, the all-time great Sixers, and he'll just be like a regular season Clippers team and beat me by 50. I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. It's, I'm officially at the age where the video game prowess is so in favor of my child that I don't even like playing with him. It's not even a, I don't like, how did you do that? You just got to do this. Like, oh, I, 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 you hit 17 buttons inside of one second. Oh, no, it's very easy. I remember doing that. To, sorry, the mic. I remember doing that as a kid uh, with, um, with my dad. He'd be like, I don't understand, and I'd laugh at him. Now I'm that guy. Now I'm the guy being laughed at. Anyhow, so my point of all of this was we got great weather, huge games, college and pros going on. Soon the hockey starts. Baseball playoffs begin. Soon the NBA starts. You're a sports fan. This is heaven. There's never not something to be invested in and watching. And as a sporting guy, perhaps involved in, every day of the week starting in about a week. Yeah, I can tell you just looking at NC State specifically pretty hard this week, I'm trying to find an angle, but it's hard to. Yeah, Because we don't know who's available for us. But Devin Leary's fall from grace is really interesting because oh, yeah. I get that some of it is the receivers. Yeah, but they're missing two really. They they had two really good guys. But do you know he's been pressured less this year than he was last year? So you would think yeah. that the counterbalance of, okay, I don't have as good of weapons, but I'm getting more time to throw the ball mm-hmm. would lead to at least something close, akin to the results that he had last year. It's not that he's terrible. And it's not that he's not capable of making plays on Saturday night at home in front of a raucous crowd with the it's NC State's last stand if they want to win the ACC. Correct. They've got to win this they game. They have to win this game. That's another thing I hate is it's, that they will play that way. It's in him, and he made two or three throws specifically against Clemson last week. We go, oh, well, he, he's mm-hmm. still that guy at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. But it's only at times. It's a really weird game because I was trying to find an angle for prize picks or for the number or whatever. It's just hard. This one's hard to figure. So I failed uh, us in the Redemption Thursday picks. The picks that will go up, I will add a game to the ledger here. And what I mean by failing us is I, I forgot, I think rather conveniently, to be honest with you, I forgot to post the Florida State-NC State game. And it's because I don't like it. In my real life, I don't like the game. I don't like either side. I think NC State will win this game. But there are alarm bells going off. And this is where betting can add to the conversation, the general conversation surrounding a matchup, even if you're not betting. I think it's weird that this number at Circa on Sunday, I always, you guys follow me on Twitter, I post on Sundays the second Circa puts out their lines, I always post the Florida State line, just for informational purposes, okay? That line opened at Circa 5. Some books had it 5.5 for NC State. The money's moved to Florida State in terms of it's been bet down to three. Yep, that's the chat, and old dad's asking, does that say more about them or us that the number is three? I think it says more about them. I think there's a there's a problem there that we're not because we're not. This is where being there covering the team helps. Like we know everything about Florida State's strengths and weaknesses. Now everybody can have an opinion about how that affects the game, but knowing what they are matters. 
being there to see that so-and-so didn't practice or that they're not getting so-and-so back on time or that their left tackle is missing a game like Scott did last week, for example, you get that from guys that are there every day or in the town and covering the team. This is where, for from a betting standpoint, or even just to have a better grasp on the game, I wish we were there covering NC State because something seems amiss to me. Why that would go – what about our performance told Sharps, yeah, I like Florida State to, to make that a really close game on the yeah. road against NC State next week. Okay. Like, I, I, I don't see that. Okay, so there are some things that Clemson didn't do that maybe could inform that. DJ is playing better football for Clemson. He's playing very good. But I'll tell you what, he misses two or three wide-open shot plays, and I mean wide-open shot plays on basic looks, Mm -hmm. meaning it's Mm -hmm. not some sort of, oh, man, they've been saving that play for a year. Nothing crazy. You know, little things like it's a fake bubble and instead it's a double move and release down the sideline. I mean, dude's wide open, might score. DJ misses him. Another throw down the left side. He's got him. It's uh, It would have been the knockout blow, and I think it was early fourth quarter or maybe it was late third quarter. But either way, knockout blow down the left sideline, busted coverage, misses the throw. And then if you look, you combine some of those things that NC State's defense and, and their coverage is allowing for, with the schedule that they've played, I think what the Sharps are telling you is we are not impressed with who they've seen on offense. Clemson is above average, but they're not as elite as they're – ranking overall would suggest, right? Their defense is leading the way. Clemson's defense instead of their offense. They played UConn. They played ECU. They played Texas Tech and a backup quarterback at home for a night kick. I mean, where is, and they played one other game against a Patsy. So where is the challenge that you've seen NC State's defense rise up against? If I'm going to make a case, it's based on that kind of stuff. Their front is good. Their front three. Their front three is really good. And their system is awkward. So it's tough to prepare for and communicate. That's my concern for Florida State. We didn't exactly pass off Wake Forest wrinkles very well last week. You're going to see the exact same thing. In fact, a little bit more complex this week. That's my point. Like, So we can do what you just did, and I'm glad you did it because you're right to point out some of the warts that NC State is facing. But I think that if you look at where Florida State's at in their schedule and given the unfortunate nature of their injury luck, and what you just saw get exposed last Saturday by Wake Forest, whose front is not as good as NC State's. How do you believe that travels to the tune of this line shifts from five to three to who knows, maybe it's two by the time they kick it off? I find that odd. I I think there are huge question marks about both teams. I think it's a fascinating game for that reason. The one thing that gives me pause, and another reason that I, I, I wouldn't like to bet it, I, again, I lean towards NC State because it's a desperation game for them. The only shot they have to remain in the conversation in the Atlantic is to win the, is really to, to win their remaining games because, in, an, in essence, they're in a two-game hole. They, they, by losing to Clemson, they're screwed. They, they really, if they're, I hope they're realists. I hope they're realists. I hope that they sit around and really look in the mirror and realize it's over. You can't win the division. You screwed it up last week. You had to have won last week to have any chance at all to win this division. Because what? Is Clemson going to lose twice in the Atlantic? No. No, they're not. (laughs) So you're done. So don't play hard, guys. Your season was over last week. Whereas Florida State still has Clemson ahead and obviously has to bounce back from that loss to Wake because Wake could lose. 
we could lose a couple times. That's a, they could lose to NC State. That's a much more likely occurrence than Clemson losing twice. So Florida State is right in it with a chance. But you got to win. you got to win Saturday to have any shot at all for the Clemson game to truly mean something other than it's a high-profile game. Like, think about if Florida State wins this game tomorrow night, or Saturday night. If they do... The following week against Clemson, it was already going to be a great atmosphere. It was already going to be a fun uh, game to go to and cover and be a part of and you know all that because the, the, the energy surrounding this team is still good and the fan base likes this team. And you know I, I think even in spite of the loss, people still feel good about the direction Florida State's going in. And that will remain true as long as they don't go get blown out by NC State on Saturday, right? I mean, people will still feel like, all right, a couple tough losses. You know, this is all part of it, trying to get back to where you want to be. But, man, if you win Saturday, you you might be playing for for the opportunity to compete yeah. in the ACC championship game. Yeah. yeah. So that you'll feel that entering the stadium. Well, and the other part is, and R. Wilmer just put it on the chat too, is there's probably a little bit of maybe Vegas forecasting injuries. Or, or the or sorry, the Sharps, because the Sharps are influencing the line. The Vegas already said it. Yeah. But the Sharps believing that Jared Verse returning and maybe being on less of a pitch count, meaning more, you know, He's going to play mostly the whole game. Will make a difference. He did make a significant difference in the second half yeah. against Wake Forest. Maybe they're forecasting that Robert Scott's going to be available. Listen, I'll tell you point blank. I, I'm not sure. I'm waiting till warm-ups, and I've seen practice. I, I don't know. I think that's going to come down to the wire. I think it's a game-time kind of deal for Robert. But maybe they believe that, and that makes it a little bit of a shift. But then also, if I'm going to argue hard for Florida State in this game, I'm going to say that against a more impressive offense and a quarterback who's point-blank playing better than Devin Leary and Sam Hartman. He's just better this year. Sam Hartman's one of the best players in the conference. Florida State that good. put themselves in positions that very few defenses do against Wake. They just never made the damn play to get off the field. But they put themselves in position. They weren't overmatched down for down. Their yards per play was under five. So they're putting themselves in position against a better quarterback and better weapons without Jared Verse. That would be the argument for Florida State's defense to rise up and put the offense in a position where it doesn't necessarily have to score 35 to win this football game. But it's still tough because you've got to promise me that you can somewhat consistently stop the run up the gut. That's the whole game. I, I, that's the whole game to me. Because I do think, and I do trust, to an extent, this offense to be pretty consistent. I, I understand they only scored 21 points last week. Would have been more, obviously, could have made a kick. That's 24. Whatever. You know, you can look at this a lot of different ways. If you don't get the holding penalty with a play inside the five. That's you probably, an empty possession. That would have been seven. That would have been seven. So you, you, you left some points out there. Frustrating. You had the fumble on the one possession. That You know, these things, very frustrating. But I think the offense has kind of earned the trust, at least in terms of the weapons that Jordan has and the decisions that Jordan's been making. I trust them more. I don't trust this defense right now, and it's not because we gave up 31 points to Wake. There's no shame in that, as you're correctly pointing out. Wake scores against everybody, including aforementioned Clemson. I, I What I worry about is the interior of the defensive line has just not been good. Even in our wins, it hasn't been good. And I think if I'm NC State, I want to I want to make this a physical contest, and I want to bully Florida State. I want to see, are you tough enough? in my backyard at night, and a must-win game for both teams, are you tough enough to make a play? Because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to test it if I'm them. I'm going to come out and run the ball between the tackles, and let's see what you got. What Florida State hasn't had in that situation, I'm not, I'm talking about power. I'm running the ball at your ass. I'm not having this nonsense. No, dive. Yeah, dive, right, yeah. I'm doing all that. uh, Yeah, I'm not, 
not worried about getting out on the edge and all that other stuff. It's I'm coming right at you. I, I've just not been impressed. I mean, I love Big Coop, but he's not having the season I thought he was going to have. I don't think it's realistic to ask Farmer to dominate. He's not going to at this time in his career. He's young, redshirt freshman. Uh, Jackson's been the one that's been frustrating. You know, he's made some plays here and there, but this is the guy that we saw in, in both camps, which is once in a while. Good day, bad day, good day. He'll hey. uproot you, and you'll go, who, who does that on this roster? Love it included. Like, who does that? And then there are other times where it just it doesn't work out. So the inconsistency is killing you, and I think you're banged up in some other places. I do too. Not 100%. That's the problem. And, and again, so when people hear this, this is not me lauding NC State. I'm not trying to tell you NC State is any great shakes. What I am saying is that neither are we. We've got problems due to injury, personnel issues on the interior, that just because you want them to go away or you've been able up to this point prior to last week find a way to win games, it doesn't mean that it's not going to affect you moving forward, especially in a road game that against a desperate team. And and it did affect us last week. We lost at home in our own backyard against Wake as a favorite. It's going to affect you in this game. And I, you know, listen, I just believe that those are some things at times are awfully tough to get around um we'll see uh i don't know chris where you're getting your information but i i do not believe fabian lovett is back so yeah he's putting that in the chat i just saw a guy put it in chat I'm like, I, yeah i wouldn't even uh, acknowledge that well i'm the only reason i'm bringing it up is that there's no indicators whatsoever that fabian lovett is back none um and and i hope like hell that he is it's a different team if he's back it's a di- it, well even if he's on a pitch count, you know, because you yeah. use him for first and second down as much as you possibly can. First down, specifically. You want that dude on the field. Oh, buddy, it changes you know, the game. Let's if say he, they have 12 drives. Now, I'm not Give s- me 25 plays, make sure you're on the field for every first down you can be. Yeah, he was in practice. Lots of guys have been in practice and not played. Scott practiced all last week. I mean, that, that doesn't mean that they're going to play. So, I, I, you're right. Uh, back to our point of, of if, if he plays on first down or something, pitch count like that, yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. I... If he plays, I'm excited, but I don't. I would be surprised. Yeah. Also, we can't really discuss whether a player is in practice or not. I'm just telling you that Jared Verse is much, much closer, and we've said that for weeks. Well, the coach said it. You can say that. Yes. Um, Maury Smith has surprised us before. They didn't expect him to be back until Louisville, and he was ready to go for LSU. Maury Smith was. Yes. So surprises can happen. That, that is but correct. But it would be a surprise. It would be a surprise. I. I he, he could play. And we ain't covering for Mike here. I'm just no, telling no, you, it I would mean, be a surprise. I suppose he could play, and I hope he does. It's just that there is, you can't say with any certainty that he's going to play. That's just not true. Um, and, and so we'll see. I, you're right about verse. If you were going to say, Jeff, make it a, a projection, you know, what you think will happen. Well, I think verse is a full go. I think he'll be mostly a full go. If Lovett plays, I believe it would be very sparingly if at all. If at all. If at all. And that, so that's that's where I'm at with this. Let's get some picks out here. I went, well, no, let's come back. We'll do it. That's that's a tease. That's what they say in the industry, guys. That's a tease. I'll come back with my Redemption Thursday picks. Got off to a good start last night with a little Wednesday. Chef Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Redemption Thursday. Get to the fix momentarily. Another reminder that uh, if you or someone you love, somebody you care about is interested in perhaps getting a home, buying a home, you need to go through uh, my friend Shannon Young there with uh, Legendary Home Loans. They do a great job, and uh, you know he's a diehard knoll and it's a fun process. Moreover, it's one that is rewarding for a lot of reasons and that you save a ton of money right now with their hometown heroes discount. In particular, if you are a veteran, active military, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a teacher, uh, you will uh, you will save uh, a ton of money on lender fees. And if you use their preferred title company, you'll save up- upwards of $2,200 right off the top. Give them a call today if you're interested, 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN, or you can visit FSUHomeLoans.com. It's FSUHomeLoans.com. All right, let's do this. Let's get to the Redemption Thursday picks. I uh, won a game last night right off the bat. That's nice. There it is up top. I see it right there, thanks to our friends at Metro Deli. Winner, winner. Winner, winner last night. I had to sweat that out, though. That was ridiculous. UCF, SMU with some really late nonsense that turned this into a, a bit of a sweat under 64 and a half. And uh, we got it. We got it. We're off to a one and zero start. I figured it was a sweat because I saw Richard Simmons appear on my Twitter timeline last night. Well, I stayed up watching that game uh, fairly late, and uh, I ended up kind of being more nervous than I thought I was going to be after the first half. I mean, things were really going swimmingly between those two NF teams, and then all of a sudden, it just got silly. Um, I was, I was, I was a little nervous, but we got the win, so we're off to a good start. I needed that. It's been a tough go. I got Houston on the money line against Memphis. Just bringing a little pizza money on that game. I, I it, it, that's just a fun bet. That number, I think, is two and a half for Memphis. I, I kind of lean Houston here, so I just money lined it. A little, little pizza money, a little something. Tennessee minus three against LSU. I don't trust uh, LSU's offense at all to take advantage of a weak Tennessee defense. So the one unit in this game that I trust is uh, is Tennessee. I I I did their offense. That that is the lone unit on the field that I trust consistently. Hmm, that's interesting because you would find a way Tennessee wise. So you must be very sure. <laughs> that, LSU's not healthy either. That's yeah, they're no, a little banged uh, up. So Daniels got banged up at the end of the game last week. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll take Tennessee and lay the three. Michigan minus twenty two and a half against Indiana. I've just seen enough of Indiana, who got housed fairly significantly by Nebraska last week. I this is more about ineptitude at Indiana than it is about 
elite play from Michigan. I took Purdue plus three against Maryland. I went with the better coach. North Carolina plus three and a half against Miami. North Carolina's a live dog, everybody. Miami's got problems. It's a weird team. They got problems. You look at some of the metrics, some of the advanced stats, and Miami's not doing a lot right across the board. I, I don't know if this is part of the headache of having to you know rebuild. People forget. like Everybody got so excited about Cristobal getting there, which if you're a Miami fan, I would be too. You, you're bringing home one of your own. He's a really good recruiter. Now, his in-game decisions are awful. They always have been. He's a terrible game day coach. But he's a really good recruiter, and sometimes you overcome being a bad game day coach because you go get good players. And that's fine. Long-term, that's going to be okay. But when you got to flip a locker room and you bring in a new offensive coordinator who, by the way, I, I thought that was a crazy hire. I, I, you know, What at Michigan did he do that you felt great about when you hired him? Yeah, talking to some Michigan friends. Yeah. They said, oh, oh by all means. Dude, please take his sorry yeah. ass. That's what they said. Yeah. Down the road. So you've seen uh, Van Dyke hasn't looked the same. Got benched at home against Middle Tennessee. And they had to sit on that for a bye week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hadn't been pretty. He might want to transfer. Just go ahead and get up out of there. Somewhere north. It's just not going well. Just Maybe go ahead and leave that place. Near the panhandle? Just take it on down the road. Uh, Duke minus three and a half against Georgia Tech. Duke's been my team, man. I've won money mm-hmm. on Duke all year. Duke they, and Kansas can make you some coin uh, this it's year. It's crazy, yeah. Uh, I think BYU's a little beat up. I took Notre Dame minus three and a half. I think they've righted the ship enough. And then finally... How is that? How is Texas A&M going to score? Like that number seems crazy huge, twenty four. But how is Texas A&M going to score? They struggle to score against everybody, not named Alabama. Because Jimbo's been prepping for this game for the whole year <laughs> and completely mailed it in on all the others. Is he finding magically a, a better receiving core and a healthy offensive line and a better quarterback? We know how he'll just focus on one thing like Alabama and then never focus on anything else. That happened here. Yeah, yeah, you know, he'll show up for a big one, and then they'll make you like him temporarily, and they're like, what is this nonsense against NC State and Wake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they do get first downs, though, that's going to run the clock down and put that 24 in jeopardy. I agree. I could just see this being 37 to nothing. I just don't know how they score. So I went ahead and laid it. And don't undervalue the little nonsense that happened in the offseason. Well, what about Bryce Young? Is he good to go? They say he's going to play. Uh, I think I think he's going to play. From what I read, and our people at On Three at Alabama seem to think he's going to play. So, yeah, I think he's okay. I don't even. I mean, again, whether he plays or not doesn't change the fact that I don't think oh, A&M can score. I don't think they can score. <laughs> it could be twenty-seven to nothing. <laughs> if you're watching the. <laughs> if you're watching the show on Warchant TV, well done, Director Matthew. Well, well done. Uh, I laid the 24. So those are the Redemption Thursday picks. We're off to a 1 0 start with the last night's victory because I tweeted it before the game. So nobody can say, oh, after the fact. No, it, it was out there before the game. Is there any side of FSU and NC State that you would be interested in? I know we've done a side project for the sports book in which we talk about live. But if you had to do something before a live placement of a potato chip, would you pick a, a total? Would you pick a team total? Would you? I'm not going to bet the game. Okay, all right. Um, I'm not going to bet the game. I just I, I don't like the game at all. It doesn't, you know, for the purposes of a fun redemption Thursday Thursday mandate. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'll leave the three with NC State. Okay. I don't like it. I'm not going to do it in real life. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I was hoping you'd be calling for it. Give me the three. No. I was hoping that's what I'd hear. Listen, here's what I love. I love the idea that, you know, Florida State's got an awesome opportunity here to continue to um, – I think it's an easy team to love anyhow because of how hard they play and how much better they are than they were before. And then I think, again, they I, I know what happens when you lose a game. Everybody gets pissed off and they find like whatever wart. But that wart existed prior to the loss. And yeah, it, it gets hyper-focused yeah. on after the loss. I got criticized a little bit for being nitpicky uh the Boston College game, that they actually did run the ball between the tackles okay and, and the few attempts that they had. It was, I was alarmed because... I was hypersensitive to it because Louisville was able to. And then by the time it became a trend, well, we're already up so many points that nobody cares. Like, ah, all right, it's a big mm-hmm, win. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a trend. you got to put this to bed. Yeah. And Wake Forest did not allow us to put it to bed. It's now still a thing. And it's got to be a thing that's answered for early. It'll be a thing until you get Fabian Lovett back at full strength. It's just going to be a thing. I, I, they, they don't have the talent and depth at that position needed to ensure that we don't get gashed. They also don't have the talent and depth at linebacker to be able to rotate guys and stay fresh. They got two players at linebacker that are good. That's it. But they're not going to be scared to death of NC State's receivers, nor are they going to be scared to death of their quarterback. And they did succeed on first and second down a fair amount in the second half, a fair amount at getting them into second and eights and third and sixes and things like that. So it's in there, but it's got to be in there from the jump, and it's got to be, even if it's 50-50, that might be good enough. It just can't yeah. be they're always in second and four and third and two. But if, if let's just say they move the chains twice in a drive, and in those three first downs, they're in second and eight, one out of three, two out of three, then you've got a chance of getting off the field before they score anything. If you win first down on both sides of the ball, then you're, you're, you're in good shape. You you know you you got a chance to win this game, and I think by the way that that's a distinct possibility. I people hear me pick NC State and they think that I'm really down on the Knolls. It's just not true. I mean they're they're in a process of rebuilding a roster. They've done a good job with it through transfer portal guys. Let's look at wide receiver for example. Every area is growing, but not enough to overcome losing both your starting tackles on offense before the season – well, one of them before the season even – basically the Duquesne game is when he got hurt. So that that's – now you lose that guy for the year, That's, that's that hurts because you don't have an app replacement for him. Uh, and then, you know, obviously you didn't have Robert Scott these last couple games. That ain't good. Uh, and, you know, not having – like this is where when Caden Lyles got hurt, we were like, yeah, he may not have won a starting job. But he's played big-time Power 5 college football – at a place where they have a history of very good offensive line play, Wisconsin, if he's one of your first up off the bench due to an injury or you have to substitute a player or even move guys around, you have a suitable plus player or at least college football power five ready offensive lineman to plug in. Well, he's gone for the year, so you don't have that guy. Then you lose Bless Harris. Then you lose Robert Scott. Then you, so you've just done this time and again, and these things eventually catch up to you the same way that it did with Fabian Lovett getting hurt against LSU. The other guys are nice complementary pieces that surround a, a star in Fabian Lovett. Well, uh, you know, 
those aren't excuses. Those are reasons. Yeah, and I think on the offensive side, you already talked about the line, but that, and I'm talking about the offensive line, not the betting line, mm-hmm. the, the plan for the offense has to be misdirection, I think. You know, you almost want your straight-ahead plays to be your counterpunches, not your jab, you know, because if you're going to try and run straight-ahead on NC State, I don't think you're going to be very successful because they do such a good job. That's part of that scheme is is a 3-3-5. You don't know who you're blocking, and they, they have an extra step to go where they need to go to create the angles. But if you can use misdirection, it works against this group at least – through most weeks, maybe their their game plan this week is to stay at home because they know that misdirection is coming with Mike Norvell's offense. Mm-hmm. But their instinct is to get downhill and to try to make plays and not worry about the consequences of making those plays. And so if you can establish some basic stuff, then the misdirection is going to work on them. And you you incorporate Jordan's legs, you go a long way in establishing a base thing that they have to be afraid of. But you've got to run the quarterback. Remember how well... I mean, if we want to talk for a moment just about the X's and O's of football, I thought it was plainly obvious that Mike Norvell outcoached Brian Kelly in the game against LSU. There were that was a superior effort from a coaching standpoint. You talk about ready across the board. Florida State was ready offensively specifically, that was a masterpiece of game planning and play calling. Jordan knew where to go. Oh, I mean, always had the answer to the test. It was great to watch. Every game since, there's been a mix of yes and no moments, right? I'm not in love with our red zone play calling. I think we get a little too cute, and that drives me nuts. That's my lone criticism right now just from a play-calling standpoint. I don't often bring up play-calling because I think that is uh, the last bastion of a fan who's frustrated, right? But this would be a good time for Mike to break it out because he got into a rhythm against LSU, and you you and I both talked about it. It was like, oh, man, this is I have the answer to everything you're trying to do. Right, they right. gave us a million looks. They gave Jordan a million looks in that game against LSU, and he answered every one of them with a big FU. I've got the answer. That has to happen here. It could. I say all of that to say this. Every week you and I ask the question, if somebody's going to blow somebody out in this game, who is it? Um, Is this the first time that you might say Florida State? Is the one getting blown out? No. The one doing the blowing out. No, I've said them in many cases. Well, I don't count Duquesne and BC. I mean, of course we would. I said it for Louisville, too. That was wrong. Um no, I think Florida State has the easier path to 40 points than NC State does right, in this game. Right, That's and why I wanted to That's what you, to you say. need to score to win by – you need to score 40 to win by two or three scores. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's something I'm hanging my hat on that I'm hoping happens because I think that there's an outside chance it does. Something's fishy with NC State, and I can't figure out what it is. They have been sputtering on offense all season long. You talk about frustrating. If you're an NC State fan, given the, what your quarterback was a year ago and you bring him back and your coach is the same, yeah, you lose some players, but the system's been in place for a long time. He's built this thing up really nicely. You thought for sure that NC State would be, I don't know, one of the three best offenses in the league. The man had a 35-5 to touchdown to interception ratio a year ago. He was the most efficient quarterback in the league. 
don't know what's happened. It is strange. He's missing easy throws. But what? It's, but it's, that's got to be here. Yeah. I don't know why and that would not, be the case. And it's not a greater pressure. It, it makes. It might be that he's pressing because it's a money year. I don't know. I'm trying to find things. I'm trying to find know? things too. Yeah. And it's why I keep saying, eh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Four State goes up there and wins 35 to 17. Uh, it's just. It's why this is. This is a classic case of why you don't bet if you don't have. A side Correct. that you can, because yeah. I could see it. I could see NC State running the ball effectively between the tackles, keeping our offense off the field, having it be yet another maddening, frustrating situation where you know, again, right, where you can't get off the field because it's third and short all night for NC State. That kind of stuff. I can well, see that. And hearing it in our voice, Ryan puts in the chat. This reminds me of UNC and Hartman, and FSU blows them out. Yeah, that that's the one thing that you can say definitively about mm-hmm. Mike Norvell to this point is incrementally, based upon how talented this roster is, he's had them up and ready to go to play on the road often, often here. North Carolina is a great example. Clemson last year, we got no business being in that football game, handled that just fine. The neutral site game against LSU, they were ready to go. Louisville, the offense scored 35. They would have scored more if Jordan never got hurt in that game. But still, Tate was in there ready to go. Mm -hmm. They have largely been on the road. When their talent has allowed them to be, and the preparation, obviously, of not being in a COVID year, they do okay. They show up on the road, and they, they don't look overwhelmed in the moment. The one glaring exception would be the pregame of the Florida game, where you go, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, we fell for that. We took the bait. Right, but they've been, they're coming off of being humbled, so I don't think that's going to be a problem in the pregame this week. Hmm. It's a great game. It's a fun game, and we're going to do the pregame yeah. show together, and then we're going to do the first half watch-along together, uh, and and hopefully we're, we're celebrating. Hopefully uh, there's a lot of... Uh, me standing up. Well, moments that, that would have to be in the first half. So let's hope they, let's hope we get out to a big lead. <laughs> I hope so as well. Chef Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Your first class is always free at Orange Theory Fitness. If you've been thinking about doing something to motivate you and keep you and hold you, I should say, accountable, then Orange Theory, I think, is a logical place to look. The coaches are great. Really, you'll find everybody's kind of working hard together, and it's also backed, most importantly, by science. It works. You want something that works if you're going to invest in it. Uh, First class, as I said, is always free, so you can learn a little bit about it. They'll go through everything with you. I remember that was the part that I liked when I first started with them, having an opportunity to learn how the system worked and what was expected of us and the coaches and all of that good stuff. First month is free if you get that heart rate monitor, you purchase that heart rate monitor, which you're going to want to do. Uh, there's a location in Midtown. There's one on North Side 2 next to Fresh Market. Uh, where I'll be later today, buddy, grabbing some. I've been a cook this week. Oh, all right. I've been a cook this week. My wife's been out of town, um, a little mini vacation with her best friend, and, and, and so I've been Mr. Mom this week. And I, I, you would have been you would have been happy, buddy. I had this chicken breast yesterday for the kids that I got. Two of them wrapped in bacon with jalapenos, cream. You don't like cream cheese, yeah, but it had yeah. cream cheese. Eighty six so that. Yeah. So it had cream cheese and spinach inside, wrapped in bacon with the jalapenos. It was delicious. So where did you have it fully prepped so you could just heat it up? Oh, that's correct. I had that done at Publix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I did not individually buy any of those. Items. I was going to say, yeah. man, the pre the the pre pre wrapped is the mm-hmm. way to go, but I cooked it to perfection. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, yeah, and I actually made I actually made a few things on my own this week as well. So 
that I can't take credit. The old Cameron family mac and cheese. No, that I did, but then, uh, but you know what I uh, I also did a little register sausage cut up in the mac and cheese. What are we doing oh, here? There you go. What are we doing here? That's like a man's chef boy Ooh. RD, you know. Ooh. By the way, if if we win this game, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be nervous at exactly what time? Midnight, eleven o'clock. Was that game in eleven thirty? Yeah, yeah and, right. and when you wake up on Sunday, and when you wake and up on Monday, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah. you might actually go to practice on Tuesday and be like, "Come on!" Yelling <laughs> you from over at Hauser, yelling yeah. at him. <laughs> Don't you fail me! Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You got to reach down, and this is a three-game stretch from hell. So, um, you know, I'll, let's let's can reach down deep. Let's find a way. You're allowing yourself in this moment. I could see it in your eyes mm-hmm. to believe. That, I want to believe. I yeah. think it's important. I, I, I understand logically that you could be four and three at the end of this stretch and people will, you know, hair on fire, angry, all of that. I get how it works from week to week. Still think you could end up winning eight games, even if that happens. And you would, by any measure, say eight and four is a fine season going into the year. Most people would agree that would be a fine season where they're at. I'm also, it's funny, I, I'm. I've said before as a sports fan and as, let's just say, just a fan. Let's just remove any sort of conversation on a daily basis or analysis or anything like that. Just a fan. As you get older, you get you get a little bit more patient because you see the ebbs and flows and when teams and programs are up and down and it happens to everybody and all that. But I, what, I am beginning to lose patience with uh, the injuries. Not, not blaming anybody. It's just unlucky. But what it does is expose the lack of talented depth, and that, and that I'm about ready to be done with that. Yeah, because let's really hope we do a good job in recruiting this year. Because if you've got your front line guys, if Fabian's for this game, for this game, and verse, let's just say for the three game stretch, if everybody's healthy, if everybody's healthy for yeah. that three game stretch, you're good going about it. Two, two and, and one at minimum, probably. Prob- well, uh, probably two and one. Yes. Yeah. Probably. At minimum, because that defensive line was fearsome against LSU. You're going, oh my God, they got nowhere to go. They've got nowhere to go. Yeah, Fabian Lovett is a, and, a, a a difference maker, and and obviously Verse has proven to be even better than we thought he'd be. We were all excited about him, and we thought he'd provide them real spark off the edge. We didn't know he would be that kind of dominant when he plays, and he's really good. Um, and you have a quarterback in this situation mm-hmm. that can't take off and make three guys miss. Thank God. I'm tired of seeing that. Right. So if you had that for Hartman and you had that for Leary, and then DJ, who is playing better, but – I'm. Actually, I was a little bit more buoyed by what I saw with the NC State performance. The difference is he's made big throws, yeah. really big throws in big yeah. moments this year. The throw he, to Shipley before half was a big-time throw. He's made some really big throws. Um, that's actually a stat, uh, you know, big-time throws. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an actual stat. It is, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he currently leads the country. Did you know that? No. He does. He's, he's, Do they have big time misses or or layup misses? Uh, yes, he'd be pretty close to the top of the country in that. Well, I think you'd say Leary is the one who's pretty close right now. In Leary that. is it, it's weird, but Leary misses a lot that are oddly six and out little things, dink and dunk that keep you ahead of the chains that are huge from a coaching standpoint. You flip mm-hmm, out that mm-hmm. you don't make those easy plays. DJ and I know I'm daring the gods now, but. DJ misses shot plays that are just wide the hell open, and they aren't all the same. It's not like Jameis trying to hit Deshaun Jackson years ago, and that deep post is just never going to work. It's like the nine and the deep in-cutting route and a little flare, a corner smash, whatever you want to call it. 
all these throws where you go, oh my, they set it up. They've done well. Clemson has done everything they needed to do to scheme this open, and then no. I think we're so accustomed, unfortunately, to watching Clemson quarterbacks be arguably the best quarterback in the country. So when a guy who's a five-star guy isn't perfect or a first-round pick to be, then it really stands out. He's a good player, though. He's become a oh, good player. It's not that he's not a good player. He's a good it's player, just that yeah. he's gettable. And the funny thing is, so this I know this isn't Clemson week, but in watching NC State Clemson, it's just odd that back-to-back weeks the prep is largely watching all the right play there Dabo's team. Yeah, yeah. Shipley is about ready to kill DJ in the first half because he misses two or three reads. One's a throw. One's a, a keep and a give. And he's willing to show him up on the field. Oh, he's which, pissed. He's hit it too many times. Shipley, is, uh, he's got a little Peyton Manning big time in him. Jalen Ramsey big time in him. Where you go, hey, man. Yeah, that's not that's what we do. That's a little much. That's not what we do, yeah. Yeah, you talk about it afterwards or on the sideline. Right, not yeah, do yeah, this yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yell F at the top of your lungs that yeah. <laughs> everybody's going to hear it. <laughs> well, I, I would tell you, back to our game, I, I really hope that, that sense that we have that there's something amiss with NC State. I hope we see it early because it would be nice to relax and be in a situation where a win in 5-1, and one, inarguably, people would be over the moon with our start to this first half of the season. Oh, I mean, it, there's really nothing to, to get upset about. There would be nothing to lose against Clemson at that point. Oh, and I don't think there is either way, but if you're 5-1, and one, they're really you're just swinging for the downs. Who cares? Who cares what happens? I think you have to let Jordan Travis run the ball on Saturday night. I, I hope he is physically at a place where they can allow for that to happen. I'd run the hell out of them. For the reasons you're talking about, where you create a flow going one way and you mm-hmm. want to come back the other way, get Jordan outside the tackle box and let him make big-time decisions, uh, run-pass decisions, because he's largely made good ones. Yeah, there's a play where DJ has a long run, gets him inside the red zone in last week's game. It's all set up by going to Shipley, Shipley, Shipley. Yeah. And then that second and wave just... comes back around. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'll get to you, Robert, in a minute. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV.